Hello, my name is uh, Michaela West. I am a trauma surgeon and critical care surgeon practicing in Minneapolis, Minnesota. I am uh, here today to talk a little bit about a maybe broader definition of inclusion and diversity within the field of surgery and share a little bit of my experience as a transgender uh, woman. You're listening to Race, Violence, and Medicine. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Race, Violence, and Medicine. I'm your host, Dr. Brian H. Williams, and our guest today is Dr. Michaela West, who is a renowned trauma surgeon and transgender woman, and she's going to talk to us about the intersection of her identity and her professional career. Dr. West, thank you for joining us on Race, Violence, and Medicine. Thank you, Dr. Williams. Now, I'm gonna hold the mic up so you, so you don't have to worry about leaning over anymore, so you just, you just stay comfortable, all right? So let's just, I mean, start off, just tell your story. Like, you have a fantastic story today, and I'm sure you talk about this a lot, so when you tell the story, like, how do you tell the beginning, middle, and not the end, the next chapter? Uh, well, I guess I, I would tell the story that uh, it, when I was in college, I uh, decided that I wanted to go to medical school. I was also struggling at that time with, I guess, my gender identity. That wasn't a word at that time. Uh, and realized that uh, I, I would have to make some kind of choice, and there were no good choices. Uh, in fact, I, I think that it's kind of relevant to say that anybody who is struggling with their sexuality or their gender identity, and importantly, those are two different things, uh, they, they don't choose it. it. It is just how they are. So, and you were going to college back when? Oh. <laughs> I, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> we don't have no, to no, no. I mean, this may put this into some context for some folks out there. College versus, you know, in the okay. 1990s versus sure. the 1980s. Uh, well, nice try. Uh, 1970s for college. Okay, okay. All right. <laughs> hey, look, <laughs> if I cross any boundaries, please let me know. If I use any terminology incorrectly, please correct that, okay? Of course. Uh, so anyway, just, just kind of recognizing that, that I don't have a lot of choices. And so I threw myself into my career. I threw myself into being a, a good uh, uh, husband in my marriage I, and to being a good doctor uh, within medicine. I didn't choose the, the easiest career in surgery. And within surgery, I didn't choose the easiest pathway because I wanted to be in academic medicine. So, you know, an incredible series of of kind of barriers that I set for myself, and it took most all of my time. In the early 2000s, uh, I had a little more time. My kids were grown and out of the house to kind of think and, and wrestle with this, and of course, it had never gone away. And now the environment was very different. The internet existed and could begin to see some of these things and, uh, and, and recognize that it, that it wasn't something that was going away. And ultimately, I, I began to take uh, hormones that, that made me feel much, uh, much better. There were physical uh, changes and some of those kinds of things, which I was very happy about. And then, um, you know, there finally came a, a point of saying, you know, I, I, may, I may have to do this and uh, I, I may have to transition. And many people had advised me, well, you know, 
if you would do that, you may lose everything. You may lose your family and your career and all those kinds of things. So you were in the 2000s, you were a practicing academic surgeon and then started to take the hormones? Correct. I, uh, since you're from Chicago at that time, I was at uh, Northwestern University, a professor of surgery there, the trauma medical director uh, at Northwestern uh, Memorial Hospital and things like that. And then around the time that I actually uh, was was further into the transition had been recruited to the University of California San Francisco to be the the sixth chief of surgery at San Francisco General Hospital which is actually a storied place within uh, the trauma uh, pantheon right so you're, you're describing positions leadership positions and institutions that put you in the 99th percentile of trauma surgeons in the country and possibly the planet. These, these, these are highly sought after positions and institutions. So you were checking off all the boxes. You were doing extremely well professionally. Yeah. And then you started the transition. Right. So, so, so you could say, perhaps accurately, that you, I was the man. <laughs> that, but that was the problem, because I didn't want to be the man. That the other thing that, that I wanted was, was uh, to be my authentic self, and uh, and then finally made that happen, and uh, and then some interesting things occurred. Okay, well, let's talk about that decision process, and like the, the discussion with your family and your, I don't I don't know, like I, I really don't know. Do you talk to your family first? Do you talk to your parents? Uh, you're married with with children, and. Uh, this we don't. If it's too sensitive, we don't have to go into this. That's not a problem at all. Yeah, I, I don't know that I want to go into it a, a great deal. I, obviously, uh, well, not obviously, but to me, the the most important thing was to uh, be talking to my family, and we're trying to work sure. work through that and and negotiate that. Uh, but but that's that's not easy for anyone. When people will sometimes say that that when when someone in the family has a gender transition that it is a little bit like a death, that they lost that, that person that, that they had and was important to them and that they loved, and that, that person is gone. And, and, and there's a lot of truth in that. I, I feel, uh, I kind of feel that way. And so that is a process that then they have to get acquainted with this new person. Now the good news about that for anybody who's <laughs> in the audience thinking about that is that you're, I don't know what, you know, you're 98, 99, 99.9% .9 the same person. It's really, you know, it's a very superficial uh, wrapping or something that, that is different. You've got the same wit and, and knowledge and, uh, right. you know, everything else. But So now you're coming out as your authentic self hormones transition at the top of the uh, your game as far as an academic trauma surgeon now what happens well then there began to to be uh, kind of out of the blue uh, allegations about uh, questionable patient care or something outside of our our normal peer review and m m process and and those kinds of things and uh, the suggestion that you know it may not be a good fit, you may not be right for for our institution or or whatever. You, you know there there's a lot of back and forth. There there's a kind of they said she said uh, kind of thing, and that that can just be where it is. But I did end up leaving the University of of California, and then uh, I, in terms of trying to find another job, 
it was incredibly difficult. And it was three or four years before some of the people that I had known at Minnesota when I was uh, in training said, oh, well, well, we'll take a chance on, on her. I don't think it's much of a chance, but, uh, and, and ended up uh, hiring me. And uh, so I finally, after five years, been able to go back and uh, be taking care of patients and, and functioning as a surgeon and using all of the things that I'd learned over those, uh, those years to take care of patients. So now you're, you're speaking about your experience, and I think I saw on your slide today you said you're an author as well. Did I catch that correctly? Uh, I, there, there, was a, there was a book on the Handbook of, of Surgical Infections okay. uh, that, that was uh, written. And so so not, a, not a memoir or a biography? No, 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 no. I don't know. I think there's enough of those, frankly. I, I don't think the world is, is uh, holding their breath for another tell-all my story. Well, it's not, I mean, your story is an inspirational story, and it's a, you're talking about authenticity and courage and resilience. Those are some universal topics that I would say there's someone out there that'd be interested in hearing that story. So don't 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 cut yourself off just yet. So. Well, thank thank you for for that. But I, I think that that. You're correct in something else that, that I heard you say in, in one of your talks recently about the fact that there is a, a kind of uh, obligation that, that maybe you feel and I perhaps feel about saying that there are others who don't have the, the position, uh, don't have the, the uh, comfort or something like that to be able to be out. Uh, I, I was uh, I've become involved in uh, Times Up Healthcare as one of the founding members, and and unbeknownst to me, I apparently had said on tape a, a little uh, thing that that they've quoted a number of times that that after my transition, that other people were approaching me, and I now realize that I can I can be helping them and I can be a role model because I don't have anything left to lose. Exactly. So you don't know the legacy you're leaving, right? You've had an impact on on someone, as you know. Perhaps. And you mentioned Times Up Healthcare. What is that? Just for someone who may not be aware. Times Up Healthcare is uh, an initiative to try to uh, shine a light on uh, discrimination of all of all types. It uh, had kind of initially focused on women, but uh, women, sexuality, gender, the intersectionality of all kinds of different things, and in this case, in the healthcare uh, work space, that uh, there are a lot of uh, a lot of potential problems and barriers to uh, people, pay inequity, et cetera, and just the way people are uh, treated in the workplace and trying to address that. Dr. Michaela West, thank you for sharing your story on race, violence, and medicine. Now, this is a story of courage, authenticity, resilience, and I'm sure someone out here will be impacted by you sharing your story and I appreciate you being honest and open with it. Thank you. All right, y'all, this has been Race, Violence, and Medicine. I'm Dr. Brian H. Williams. I appreciate you tuning in to see the, listen to the show. And I know since you're listening, you know where to find me, but it's quite possible your friends, family, and colleagues do not. So please feel free to share this information with them. And as always, you can... Check me out on my website, brianwilliamsmd.com. I'm on Twitter, 
at bhwilliamsmd and on LinkedIn. Until next time, peace.